Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, July 8, 2020. We are reading from the Big Book, and we are in the forward to the second edition, page XVI, the second paragraph this physician had. Today's readers are the 12 steps. Jessica G, 12 Traditions, Esther F, and readers of the text, Wendy M, Katie G, and Judy F. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, July the 7th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 14932, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 14935. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jessica G to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning, this is Jessica G in Central Florida. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Jessica G. And Esther F. will read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Esther. Thank you. Hi, this is Esther F. 
a recover compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio, the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, forward to the second edition, page XVI, second paragraph, this physician had. And Wendy M., could you read for us, please? Yes, good morning. I'm Wendy M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. This physician had repeatedly tried spiritual means to resolve his alcoholic dilemma, but had failed. But when the broker gave him Dr. Silkworth's description of alcoholism and its hopelessness, the physician began to pursue the spiritual remedy for his malady with a willingness he had never before been able to muster. He sobered never to drink again up to the moment of his death in 1950. This seemed to prove that one alcoholic could affect another as no non-alcoholic could. 
it also indicated that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, was vital Morning. to permanent recovery. There's a little bit of background noise. Um, I am so just filled with gratitude right now that um, I'm, I'm reading this morning and that um, I'm reading this paragraph and, and now able to share on this paragraph. It is um, full of so much um, that was just so vital to my recovery. Um, I mean, even from the, the start of the paragraph um, where, you know, Dr. Silkworth's description of alcoholism and combining that um, with the, the spiritual remedy. Um, what's really coming to me this morning more than anything is the, you know, that one alcoholic could affect another as no non-alcoholic could and that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, was vital to permanent recovery. And I'm just so reminded this morning of when I first entered the rooms and the feeling I had of um, I'm just here to lose the weight, and I don't know what they're talking about, about sponsoring people one day. That's not something that I could ever do. I'm going to be out of these rooms. I'll be gone once I lose the weight was my first thought. And when I worked the steps um, with a sponsor in entire abstinence and started feeling those promises um, that we have at step nine, there was a burning desire inside of me to start sponsoring and to start working with others. And um, I just had this desire and I wanted it so bad to share this message. I feel like I have this like special little um, piece of information that I want to share with everybody and I, and I couldn't wait to share it. And now I, I don't ever want to be kicked out. I, I can't, I don't ever want to be kicked out of the rooms. Um, and it, what has been so vital to my recovery, and I love being able to say that I am recovered, is watching others recover as well. And the gift of sponsorship has just been, I mean, so vital for my recovery. Um, and now seeing people that I have sponsored sponsor other people, and it is just such an amazing gift. And, and those are really the thoughts that are coming to me. And um, I'm thankful I got to read this paragraph. And I pass. Thank you, Wendy M. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear you. Who would like to share? Lorena S. Sheila S. Lady K. Pamela E. Marcy S. Judy Okay, let me tell you who I heard because I I, uh, didn't do very well this morning. I heard Sheila and I heard Pamela and I heard Katie F. So I missed everybody who came before Sheila. Could I have three more Tina names? Tina S. 
Loretta Judy S. S. Loretta H. Marcia oh, S. S. I've got a list. Thank you. Let me tell you who I heard, and I'll try to catch everybody else on the next go-round. Okay, I've got Tina S., Sheila, Pamela, Katie F., and Loretta H. So, Tina S., please go ahead, followed by Sheila. Good morning, Tina. Thanks so much, Lynn, for your service. Uh, Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic. Uh, in Florida. Wow, you know, what a paragraph, you know, and I just loved what was just shared, you know, because I, I'm like, ditto, 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 ditto. When I got here, I certainly wasn't looking to be helping anybody else. And I was only here for the short time, you know, to, at, at the last time I came, initially I came in and, um, you know, it was about losing weight. And then when I came in the last time, I was like 94 pounds and I needed to gain weight. But still, I wasn't here to help anybody else. I was here to just help myself, you know, the selfish self-centeredness of the alcoholic or the compulsive eater that I am, you know, to the extreme. And then, you know, when I started working the steps and the stuff had started to be happening for me, when I was following the directions of the people within whom the problem had been solved did when I did what they did not just wanted what they had you know when I followed in their footsteps you know and and then I really today when we read this paragraph you know it says you know that the physician began to pursue the spiritual remedy for his malady with a willingness he had never before been able to muster and that's where I where I am today you know I want you know this spiritual remedy you know, regardless of the weight loss, weight gain, whatever, I mean, that is a byproduct for sure. And, you know, I am maintaining a healthy body weight for me, and I have been, you know, I celebrate 21 years on Sunday. What a miracle, you know, what a miracle for this compulsive eater anorexic, you know. And then today when I hear that, you know, that no alcohol, one alcoholic can affect another as no non-alcoholic can. That is so the truth. You know, I come in a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, and I'm in another 12-step program. I go there too, and my, my head is constantly shaken up and down. Yep, 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 yep. I am in the right place. You know, I finally decided not to compare, and I identify to the T with almost everybody in the rooms, you know, and that, you know, st- for sure, strenuous work, one alcoholic with another was vital, life-saving you know, to permanent recovery. If I want this thing one day at a time for the rest of my life, you know, I've got to do this thing one day at a time for the rest of myself, my life. And that includes strenuous work, one alcoholic with another. And with that, I'll pass. Great stuff. Looking forward to hear some more. Thank you, Tina S. Sheila, it's your turn, followed by Pamela. And Sheila, could we have the initial of your last name, please? Hi, this is Sheila S. I'm newly recovered compulsive overeater in New York and um, uh, very thankful for everybody who makes these meetings possible and um, for being able to call in. uh, um, I was just talking with a sponsee about this topic um, in terms of another alcoholic or another compulsive overeater and how much we can learn from them. I was thinking about how much I based everything in my life on intellect um, (laughs) exclusively. And and really, I guess maybe I thought intellect was the higher power. Um, And to stop 
uh, angle. And I like somewhere in the big book, I know it says that we were given a mind, we're supposed to use it. Um, however, without a higher power, without some sort of um, spiritual experience, I, I could never be where I am. I, I'm still in wonder at where I am, actually. Um, it's been such an amazing experience. You're going in and out. We're losing you. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Is this better? Yes. Thank you. Um, just so thankful that I had the desperation and the willingness to come in and then my higher power to bless me with a great sponsor. And Actually, Sheila, no, it's not better. I'm sorry. We've lost you again. Okay, well, sadly, I guess I'll just wrap up and let somebody else share. Um, I'll just leave with a, a thank you and a gratitude to everybody. I pass. Thank you, Sheila. Pamela, it's your turn, followed by Katie F. And Pamela, could we have the initial of your last name, please? Yes, uh, Pamela E. in California. Woke up at 3.30, got my book open. So grateful you guys are on the line and so grateful that this was what the reading was today. I am underlining. I am ready. I am on fire. I'm willing to work it today as laid out in this paragraph because if I, I do believe it was Bill W. that spoke to Dr. Bob and Dr. Bob was already a part of the op group so he was already trying to work the spiritual remedy there but he, it was still a missing link and Bill brought that to him and together them working one with the other and then Dr. Bob just taking it on and having the willingness today I have the willingness I don't get a buy today I, I don't get to take a break today I get to do the strenuous work that's going to Save me from myself. I get to be on the line with you all, working one compulsive overeater with another, and do some work when I'm off the phone. And grateful that there's 24 hours in this day. And I think that's the, I've heard people saying about, um, you know, uh, the 12 steps, the step 12, right? Carrying the message. So it's like no matter how many programs you are, you have to carry that message in that one program to have ongoing recovery. So I don't get a buy. I'm glad you are all on this phone. And I'm so happy to be recovered today from compulsive overeater here, eating here in Ventura, California. But the spiritual part, the malady will persist if I resist to do the work. I'm willing today. Tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to pray and surrender. Hallelujah. Thanks for being here, and I pass. Thank you, Pamela E. Loretta H., it's your turn, followed by Marcy S.E. Please go ahead, Loretta. Good morning. This is Loretta H., compulsive overeater and arrested, graced with God's absence for today. And I love what it said, vital to permanent recovery. And, you know, my organs are vital um, to live. And this program today is vital for my recovery. And I always call um, sponsorship and being sponsored the gift that keeps on giving. And it's priceless. And I um, have been honored and gifted with being a 
sponsee and my sponsor is, I mean, I just went through the steps again because of wanting what she had. I have been out of the food for 19 plus years, but I wanted like authentic serenity and we worked on that for me so that I could actually be out in the world and um, really help others, not for to get something or because of something, it was about me. It had to be about others. And then giving it to my sponsees, I, I only can give what I experienced, but with the giving, I've been honored um, to hear fifth steps. And in the fifth step, I get compassion for myself from their fifth steps. So like, it's just so full circle. And Dr. Bob said, and this is about Dr. Bob, um, he said, it's an insurance against a drink and also it is a debt that I need to pay. And with this full circle sponsoring and sponsorship, that circle comes around and I get the gift of being happy, joyous, and free. And so I thank everybody on the line, thank everybody for their service, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this great fellowship because without it, I'd be dead. And my God and you have helped me tremendously, and it's an awesome experience, and I hope everybody gets to do it one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. And Marcy S.E., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Oh, yes, this is Marcy S.E. Can you hear me, understand me? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm a recovered compulsive eater, very grateful, imperfect one day at a time. I found it interesting, the first line of this paragraph, that says this physician repeatedly tried spiritual means to resolve his alcoholic dilemma, but had failed. Dr. Bob tried many different spiritual methods. I don't know where he got his inspiration from. I get inspiration from many sources, religious and spiritual, but it's always that, that, that saved my life and, keep, and gives me the, spirit, the spiritual solution that, that, keep, that, that keeps me recovered a day at a time. So I found it interesting that he tried other spiritual means. I think the key to it was the willingness that he got they got from hearing Dr. Silkworth's description and from and from Bill W. Because without the willingness then you can't they I can't work a program. And it's God who gives me the willingness. I I pray for willingness. It took me a long time to get to this recovery. Many years of relapse and try again and again, try to do it alone. I tried everything. You know, there, there was a there was a, a chapter in the big book, I think in the third edition of the stories, called Physician Heal Thyself. Well, I can't heal myself. I need OA. I need God. I need all you guys. And I, I also identified with the reader. I also have a great desire to sponsor to sponsor other people or to help in any way I can or to spread the OA message. To, in any way I can, I can help. I try to give service as much as I can, but sometimes it's too much. But anyway, but I was disappointed a few weeks ago. There was a newcomer on one of my phone meetings, 
and she expressed interest in uh, that pamphlet. I told her I could mail her. Where Where do I start from OA? And I kept I kept on calling her, trying to get her address, and she could always say, "Oh, well, this is a good time." So. Yeah, I had to let go and let God because it says somewhere in the big book that if you if if you try to work with one prospect and they don't seem completely interested, then you move on to another prospect. To, fa- to paraphrase, so you know, at least at least she's in the right. At least she came to the rooms, and maybe maybe she listened to my message, and maybe some maybe, maybe somewhere down the road she'll find her own path. I know it's Time, please. Thank you. God has a uh, program for her, and he has a program for me. It's all individual. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Marcy S.E. Just a reminder for those who might have joined us a little later, we are on the forward to the second edition, page XVI, the second paragraph this physician had. So the line is now open for sharing on what we just read. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So for us, that means if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have a turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear you. Who would like to share? Sharon F. Julie E.B. Jen A. K. Jan S. Okay, so far I have Sharon F., Julie E.B., Jen A., Jan S., and somebody K. Katie K. Katie K., okay. Is there one more? Judy F. Judy S. Okay, great. Thank you. I've got my lineup. Sharon F., Julie E.B., Jen A., Katie K., Jen S., and Judy F. Sharon F., please go ahead. Okay, actually, it's Sharon B., as in brother. Thank you. You're welcome. Sharon Recovering Compulsive Eater, 112 Miraculous Days of Abstinence from Brooklyn, New York. And I'm actually going to start commenting from the paragraph preceding this position had repeatedly because the theme seems to be... um, Working with others is the theme to both paragraphs. And in the preceding paragraph, right above that, the very last sentence of the preceding paragraph, it says, he suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry his message to another alcoholic. And for the, pre, the next paragraph, what I'm so excited about in my recovery is the notes that I wrote down here. Um, 
And what I wrote down at the bottom of the page is this. The work in AA is not the steps, comma. It's taking people through the steps that is the work. Wow. I so related to so many people who shared before me. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, and I get to know that I don't have to do this alone. I'm getting goosebumps right now. It's so exciting to know that I'm relating and not efforting. It's not an effort to reach out like my life depends on it, because it does. If I don't reach out to you all, I'm not reaching out for my recovery. If I'm not reaching out for my big book, the authoritative text to my recover, of my recovery, I'm not recovering. There are six tenants of recovery that I follow like my life depends on it daily, multiple times daily. Um, I'm so grateful I have these tools, and I'm so grateful that you all are here. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon B. Julie E.B., it's your turn, followed by Jen A. Good morning, Julie. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado Springs. And I'm just so excited to weigh in on this particular part of the text because for me, this is the joy. This is vital. This is the center for me of the program. Um, one uh, compulsive overeater helping another. Um, yeah, I can sit on the sidelines. I can listen to meetings. I can uh, go to my local meeting. I can um, learn about the program. Um, but for me, what changed for me was with one person was willing to sit and, and uh, read the book with me and uh, hear uh, how I could identify in. And for me, the same is true today as I work with my sponsees. Um, it's easy to come on the line, you know, after a bit and become a professional um, commentator, maybe a speaker, maybe all that about... Um, and that's no criticism of anyone who does such great service to my program. But where the rubber meets the road is not what I'm hiding in the room. But for me, anyway, it's one person helping another. And so I'm careful never to criticize or argue with how another person sponsors or does uh, their, uh, you know, leads. If they ask for feedback, sure. But uh, I don't want to be in a professional class here. Um, I just know what works for me, and uh, God keeps my God, my higher power, who I choose to call God, keeps bringing me people who um, who are such a blessing and who one step at a time um, are willing to go through this book. So I'm grateful for that today. I'm grateful that this is the heart, the vital organ uh, of this program, um, and not just what I have to say. Um, to you guys, and even though this fellowship is a beautiful aspect in my program. Thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Julie E.B. And Jen A., it's your turn. Please go ahead. 
Good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. This is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic about an hour north of Julie E.B. Great to hear you this morning online, Julie. And, um, you know, uh, when I came into the program, it was, again, the me too, me too, me too syndrome. And this paragraph says it for me. I tried um, that spiritual uh, spiritual means um, in a building um, with other believers um, but there was just something different than me in me. And, um, you know, what what Overeaters Anonymous showed me was the three-part illness. It, it told me about the allergy of the body. It told me about the mental obsession in my mind. But it also discussed with me this malady that it speaks of today um, in this paragraph. And I am just such a big book nerd. Um, and I'm just going to continue to run with the nerd herd here. Um, studying and and looking at this big book and digging in deeper and deeper because you know it only bring it only makes um, recovery that much more rich for me. Um, and what I've learned about the the malady is um, that that's the restless spirit inside of me. Um, that was my soul sickness. You know, I was in conflict with the spirit. God was always there. It talks about he's how he's deep down inside every single one of us. Um, and he gave me a, a beautiful character, right? He gave me, I, I'm Jen Marie, and he says, you know what? I want to, I'm giving you all these these qualities, and um, you know what I did with them? I overused them, misused them, underused them. Those are those are my defects today. And um, you know, by by coming to meetings and hearing what you all said, by doing this moral inventory um, in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, working with others serving um, and having conscious contact with my creator, that's my new formula for life, right? And I'm no longer um, ridiculously emotionally um, insecure. Um, I no longer like sit in worry and anger and self-pity and depression. Um, And I was always the girl that was never satisfied. You ask my ex-husband, he would say, why is the cup always half empty for you? I remember that. I I remember it now, but I'd never heard him saying it then. Um, It's because of this new way of life, this spiritual remedy that it speaks of. And it tells me on page 64 and how it works. It says, we've been given not only a mental, uh, we're not only mentally and physically ill, we're spiritually sick. And guess what? The next line says, when the spiritual malady is overcome, we're going to straighten out mentally and physically. Guess what? The miracle has happened in a girl like me. I can tell you that for sure. So I will continue to do this new way of life, this moral inventory, working with others and carrying this message. And I pray that other people find the same thing that I found because it was it's not in the food for me anymore. It's not in it's not in the gym anymore. Um, you know, this this new way of life is is everywhere and it's for everyone. And with that I'll pass. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you, Jen A. Katie K, it's your turn, followed by Jan S. Please go ahead, Katie. Press star one to unmute, Katie. Good morning. I'm sorry. Thank you for your service. And and um, I am Katie Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. And boy, do I relate to Dr. Bob and, and to some of the people who have shared on this line this morning. You know, I, I repeatedly tried different spiritual means. I thought I thought the answer was praying more. I thought it was 
you know, going to more meetings, calling more people. I, I even worked the steps, I thought, several times. And um, then I got on the line, a vision for you, and I heard that, you know, that I actually have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind and that I needed entire abstinence before working the steps. And then I heard on the line, I heard hope that I could actually have neutrality and freedom and peace. And I wanted that, you know, and, and, um, I had thought I was going to live a life of white knuckling and struggling with the food. And uh, I got a sponsor on the line and my mantra was, I'm ready to follow directions. And I, my way doesn't work anymore. I knew that. Um, and then, you know, even when she said, give up my quest bars, I said, okay, (laughs) you know, and, um, I really worked the steps. I looked this time at my selfishness and at my dishonesty and my self-seeking and my fear. And I really made all the amends. And um, and I began to work strenuously with another. And, you know, today I have found some of that peace in my body, with my body and, and a closeness with my maker and a conscience where, you know, I had a lifelong struggle with insecurity never feeling like I was enough. And, you know, six years ago, I thought, you know, if there was this room, this banquet filled with all of my foods, my sweet foods, my salty, crunchy, my creamy, sweet foods, it would never be enough for me. I could keep going and never be satiated. I would always want more. And today I feel like I could walk through that same room and those foods just wouldn't call to me. And for that, I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful to Vision Foods for showing me how to get here. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Katie K. Jan S., it's your turn, followed by Judy F. Good morning, Jan. Good morning, fellow visionaries. Thank you for your service, moderator. Thank you for everyone who shared this morning on the line. Amazing, amazing shares. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, I love I love this part in the book because it's talking about the whole premise of um, selflessness. You know, in the promises it says, you know, selfishness and self-centeredness will slip away. And that was me. That was me. I was selfish. I was self-centered. Everybody needed to do it my way. Everybody had to do it perfectly. You know, let me show you the better way. Let me show you what I think. Let me, you know. And now, and in the meantime, when people didn't do it, you know, of course, I would be angry and resentful, like, what's the matter with these people? And now, um, now through the grace of God and this program that I work every day, and I do work it not only in um, ways that help me um, remain in fit spiritual condition, but by giving it away to, to another, you know, person who is in need, um, I have that peace. I don't try to improve or regulate anybody except myself. Um, and I, I have, I have tenth step eleven and twelve that I have to work all the time. And in working with another person, that's crucial for my recovery because every time I take someone through the steps, um, I'm going through them again myself 
just listening and just working with them, sharing my experience, strength, and hope. That's what, for me, is the most important part. I cannot ever be without someone that I'm working with actively sponsoring them. It's it's just crucial to my recovery. That is my act of selflessness. That is my act of being a blessing in somebody else's life by helping them get to the place where they are in neutrality and food does not call to them anymore. And what a joy it is when you witness the growth of another human being. What a joy that is, you know. Um, I know that, you know, I read that, you know, Bill and Bill and Bob were in the, the, the business of saving lives. You know, and and I can't forget that because somebody took the time to save my life. When I came back in the rooms at 24 years old, I wanted to die. And somebody reached out their hand to me and they helped me and they brought me along. And they just, it was rough because I was hardcore and couldn't get through the whole spiritual God part. But they never said, you can't stay here. You can't do this. Thank you. So with that, I pass. But, you know, for me, it's just one day at a time and blessings, blessings. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janice. And Judy F., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, Lynn. This is Judy F. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Thank you for your service. Judy F., Compulsive Overeater Recovered in Massachusetts. And what I wanted to um, focus on, but when the broker gave him Dr. Silkworth's description of alcoholism and its hopelessness, the physician began to pursue the spiritual malady for his malady with a willingness he had never before been able to muster. And I was thinking, well, why is that? Well, Dr. Silkworth's description of alcoholism, as some have mentioned, it's a disease it is a disease, it's incurable, it can be arrested, and it is um, of the body, it, I, allergic reaction when I pick up my substances that are allergic, I can't stop, it sets up the craving, and no matter how much willpower I have, I can't stop, and then it has a mental obsession, part of the disease, which keeps me from... Uh, picking up so I mean, it doesn't keep me from picking up so I keep wanting to pick up my mind tells me it's okay my mind has a lot of rationalizations and excuses um, why I need that that particular substance for me flour sugar caffeine volume and some other things and the other thing Dr. Silkworth talks about in the doctor's opinion is that um, no human power no human aid could help uh, so it had to be not me, not even another person, but a power greater. And that entire abstinence is required. That's a requirement, entire abstinence. That means that all my allergic foods need to be down before I can access this program uh, to spiritual freedom. So it is a spiritual solution, but if I don't, one, know that I have a disease, accept that I have a disease, and then accept the solution, which are the 12 steps, then I'm back to picking up in my disease. And um, I just love the clarity in this book. 
I read once that vagueness is the glue that keeps dysfunction and disease alive. And I don't want my disease alive. So I need to have clear set directions and um, a clear definition. Um, and the other word I wanted, hopelessness. It's hopelessness. And earlier we read it's seemingly hopeless. Because of a loving higher power, for me I call God, it's never hopeless. But inside me it was hopeless. I was hopeless. And I had to get to that hopelessness or I would not move forward. I had to surrender and be completely desperate of all my ways. I did a lot of ways. I went to church. I became a born-again Christian. And that's my time. So thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Judy S. We have time for three or four more shares. And just a reminder, please, if you did share yesterday or the day before, please step back and let someone else have their turn. Who would like to share? Roberta, you. I heard Roberta. Katie B. Katie B. Anyone else? Okay, Roberta, please go ahead, followed by Katie B. Hi, good morning. This is Roberta Yu from Florida, compulsive overeater. Um, I am pretty new to the program, and I just wanted to basically come on and say thank you to those who take the time to sponsor new people like me and people that have been in the program forever um, because it's been so so helpful i just started working with a new sponsor a few days ago and it's been it's been the difference between night and day just the clarity and the understanding that she has helped me to come to realize um and i know sometimes people work with sponsors and it's not a good fit and you know sometimes you have to change the sponsor and that's okay because everybody you know, just kind of has something that they need personally, but just the time that um, the sponsors take, um, it's a lot of time. Like, I see that, like, in the time that my sponsor gives to me and that she gives to others, um, I'm so appreciative of that. And I thank you all for your service and um, for being willing to help others. Um, with that, I pass. Thank you, Roberta U. And Katie B., please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Katie B. from New York, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, this paragraph is such a gift with so much promise and so much hope. Uh, the physician had repeatedly tried but failed. So how did hopelessness give him willingness? For me, Understanding and truly believing that I have a physical allergy has been vital to the foundation of my program and my working these steps. I've tried before always believing somewhere in my mind that one day I would be able to be a normal eater, and that was always my downfall because not accepting that I had a physical allergy meant not accepting the foundation of the program and therefore not embracing the rest of the program wholeheartedly. And there's a freedom in knowing I'm hopeless, that my body doesn't even stand a chance of not having this allergy. 
it helps me to know I'm a sick person. I'm not weak or bad. I'm not at fault. And I can work on loving and accepting myself. And it helps me to know that I must be entirely abstinent, that there is no middle ground for me. And that abstinence helps clear a path for me to work the steps and to know God. And the hopelessness gives me a willingness to surrender, to give up what I thought I knew, which clearly wasn't working for me, and a willingness to try this program, to try to achieve the beautiful recovery I've seen others been blessed with by working these steps, uh, these simple but not easy steps. Um, and when it says he never drank again, how amazing. Like, what a miracle that if I read and believe the doctor's opinion applies to me, if I recognize and accept that I'm hopeless, if I pursue the spiritual remedy by working these 12 steps with willingness, that I too can never drink again. And this is something I never thought would happen to me before I worked these steps. Um, and where it says it proved one alcohol could affect another, it's that we need each other to help each other and help ourselves and that this is a we program us as a fellowship and us in our relationships with our higher powers. We're not alone. And finally, when he talks about permanent recovery, what another miracle, what a promise. And it doesn't say I have to cure my sponsee or fix anybody or be perfect or be a perfect sponsor. It just says I have to work hard. I work strenuously with my fellows and I can be granted permanent recovery. And I can do that and we can do that. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Katie B. We have time for one or two more shares. Would anybody like that time? Naomi B. Naomi B. Anyone else? Tessa Q. Tessa Q. Great. Thank you very much. Naomi, please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Well, you know, I, I've been listening to the shares, and they're just, and I too could say ditto, ditto. Um, oh, I, I can remember back the first diet I was given, I was maybe like fourth or fifth grade, and I went to the family doctor, and he wrote down all these things on a piece of paper, and we, my mother and I took it home, and we, we taped it to our wall, and I would look at it. <laughs> that that would be the extent of it. I would just look at it. And fast forward all these decades, um, when I kind of crawled into OA on February 7th of 2011, and it was like, who are these people? And where, you know, like, because there were thin people there and there was no scale, and then they hand me a book about alcohol. I mean, you know, come on. My problem, I'm fat. My problem is food. But then I progressed and stayed, and I stayed, and I got a sponsor who formally took me through the big book. And, well, all all the, my, everything came off my face. The mask is off, totally off. And it's like, wow. This is a spiritual problem I have because I always believed in God, but I gave God everything but the food because that was mine because I was, I was the master of my own destruction, which really, really, I did a great job at it. But this willingness, that too jumps out at me. And working with others, being a sponsor, having a sponsor, reading this big book, it's like this is 
this is my life. I mean, and I never want to graduate. Absolutely not. And it's a daily, I have a daily reprieve because I stay close to God. I do my God letter every morning and helping others. You know, when I help others, it's like they thank me, but, well, I really thank them because they are helping me. And it's just an amazing program. And all I have is today. I only have today to work it because I'm not promised tomorrow. And thank you, Dr. Silkworth, because you hit it right on the nail. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. And Tessa Q, you'll be our last person to share this morning. Please go ahead. Press star one to unmute, Tessa. Hi, this is Tessa Q. Can you hear me now? Yes, thank you. Thank you, moderator. Um, this is Tessa Q, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader from South Florida. Um, thank you to the moderator. Thank you to everyone who shared um, and everyone who does service to bring this call to the line. The study of the big book has helped me so much. Um, I have a built-in forgetter and I'm resistant. And so hearing these paragraphs shared and reviewed and dissected has helped me. And how has it helped me? Well, in the fall, I attended a, a convention. Uh, you, may, you may have heard of it. And at that convention, I heard someone share on sponsoring. And she mentioned incredible numbers of sponsees. And I thought, that's, that's batshit crazy. I can't do that. And yet when I came home, someone approached me uh, to work the steps and um, I already had two recovered sponsees, and we were doing other things to spiritually continue and grow, um, and then another person. And so suddenly two became four, uh, and then four became six, and most recently uh, six became eight. And they're recovered. And every time I get someone to the six or seven step, I say a little prayer, and uh, higher power brings me someone. Um, and even sometimes brings me someone who's not ready. Um, so I get to say a little prayer and release them with love, and then the very next day someone shows up. Why is this essential to keeping me abstinent every single day? Because when that person replays the big book to me, replays the spiritual story to me, shares food neutrality, gains uh, a spiritual path, there's this little little thought in my head and it goes straight to my heart and it says, oh my God, this really works. And it fortifies my recovery. It refills my spiritual bank account. And for some reason, those experiences always seem to come on days when I'm a little low, when I'm a little, oh, is this really working? Is this really for me dragging my feet? And I get that shot in the arm, that immunity that we're all looking for from that first compulsive bite. Thank you so much for letting me share. And thank you, Tessa Q. Thank you to everyone who shared and thank you to Team Wednesday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Wednesday, July 8th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 14943. 
We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Katie G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hey, Lynn, Katie G. Recovered in Boston. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until that.